0: Is he? He is me. Hi, I'm Rafi Redswan. This is he. Here is my chance to share some amazing stories with some amazing people that are inspiring to me. He celebrates everyday people of everyday life. He revolves around conversations that inspire others to change the world and make a difference in life with a little bit of laughter and a whole lot of drama. Join me for personal stories and experiences on health and healing, successes and failures, recovery and discovery, anything relatable, and anything in between. He elevates us to rise again and live our very best life. Just so you know, you are not alone. He is with you. (laughs) I want to like that as a topic but I don't know whether it's appropriate so I, I think, I think... <laughs>
1: that one is a bit more cheeky.
0: Fariza Sakina takes the lead in life to live well, laugh often and love always. In this episode, he engages in a conversation with her approach to a well-lived life to her self-discovery journey and the story behind the epitome of a meaningful and purposeful existence. Her vision of the concept is exceptionally distinct from the theme. Her ultimate motive in this lead is to influence and persuade a positive impact on the community, specifically underprivileged children. She shares that her true passion is in childhood education. As a proud Sabahan, the free-spirited tribal princess with a gentle loving soul aims to publish a book in the future related to children's mental health and aspires to be a trailblazer in changing the education system. This is her story. Hi, Fariza Sakina.
1: Good morning, Rifi.
0: Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thanks. I just landed off a 13-hour flight, but powering through.
0: Yeah? Did you get enough (laughs) sleep in in the flight?
1: Oh, well, I mean, attempted to, but sadly failed. But it's okay. The sun is shining, so what more can I ask for?
0: Yes, yes. (laughs) And it's good to have you today. I'm so happy that you're joining me in this conversation today to talk about live well, laugh often, and love always. Um, I hope this conversation would talk about how you approach a life uh, for a well-lived life, loved often, loved much through your self-discovery journey and the story behind the struggles and the challenges you face in life towards reaching a meaningful and purposeful life. And I hope this will serve as a vision of a life concept through your experience that motivate you to influence and persuade someone in making a difference in life. What is the meaning of live well, laugh often, and love always, according to you?
1: So I really love this question. And actually, when I was boarding the flight from London, I saw an advert which just caught my attention. And the quote was, can you live more with less? And to me, I feel like this has been a very important theme for me, especially during the pandemic pandemic. Times, Mm -hmm. which I felt a lot of people took a pause and had to reflect and look within. And I think for me, the simple answer is absolutely yes, you can live more with a lot less. And I Mm -hmm. think for me, it's about finding that balance for yourself because everybody is very, very different and they need to find what works for them. And for me it's also about not being so caught up in the pursuit of happiness because what i realize is you can never really be completely happy at one time but it's more about finding joy in the tiny moments it's moment to moment so for mm. me that's also another really important aspect and i think what really matters is surrounding yourself with the people that really love you and really respect you as well. So being able to let the love pour in and to give it back, I think Mm -hmm. that is the epitome of live well, laugh often and love always.
0: Yes, I I love that how you acknowledge that. um, And especially when you see that, uh, can you live more with less? And I don't think I can personally, but now that I'm in a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now I live in a small town, literally nothing here. And then I live with what I have. Yeah, I can. But of course, when you mentioned about you cannot be happy every day, every day, but I, I don't think I'm happy every day, but I try to make myself happy. Um, it's hard to also, you know, uh, find that happiness when you don't feel happy, you know?
1: Yeah, I think because this world has become social media driven that mm. often I think it becomes subconscious but we are actually looking at what else is out there and I think yeah. sometimes we forget actually what it is that makes us happy even though it might be the smallest thing and sometimes I think it, it, it can be difficult to actually just pause and say you know I'm actually happy in this moment and content with what I have right now but it might not last I mean when Mm -hmm. I say moment it could be like the littlest thing like for me I love I love spending time with my nephew so maybe to me I see him wake up in the morning and that 10-15 minutes of joy that could be my my one happy moment for the day but then the rest of the day could be you know completely different but it's appreciating those little moments in between
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so important. Can you, you mentioned also about social media. You're so caught up with it. Like mm-hmm. like me watching every like. <laughs> How many likes I yeah. get? How many views? And it, it really consumed me sometimes. And I feel like I need to let it go. And it's so hard to do that. Where I have a son and I thought my life would change when I, was, when I decided to get married. And then when I have a son, I thought it would really make me happy. But of course, Mm. it didn't. But when you say it like that, I'm like, you know, now I remember that I should spend more time with him than focusing on how many likes do I have? How many followers do I get now? You know? Yeah. Um, It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a reminder for me. Thanks for saying that, by the way.
1: Of course. But I think, I mean, for me, I feel like sometimes we can be really hard on ourselves. We're always our worst critic. And the thing is, No matter how much someone denies that, oh, I'm not into social media and like, you know, I'm just doing my own thing. We can't avoid it. You know, we are all interconnected one way or another. I mean, Uh -uh. even businesses function on social media now. So I feel like it's more more about equipping yourself mentally and, like I said, living a well-balanced life so that you Mm. don't focus too much on the wrong
0: things. True, true that. Now, in that sense, how do you see yourself, move past your reflection? Who do you aspire to be?
1: For me, I think from a very young age, I've always had this very maternal instinct that just came very naturally to me. Mm -hmm. And during my summer breaks when i was at uni i spent a lot of time doing volunteer work so i used to teach uh, refugee children i spent some time with special needs children and in general i have this love for teaching because i like developing people Mm -hmm. and for me i'm originally sabahan Mm -hmm. and i see the stark contrast of how disproportionately Saba has benefited from the actual resources that we have. And most importantly, it's the children that really suffer. So for me, I really aspire to be someone who makes a positive impact to communities and more specifically children and underprivileged children.
0: Mm -hmm. And how long have you been doing that?
1: To begin with, I started ever since I was like maybe... 11, 12, all the way Mm -hmm. since school, I was involved Mm -hmm. in some sort of charitable cause and then all the way up to UD. Mm -hmm. And then to be honest, when I was in consulting, Mm -hmm. I took a bit of a backseat because I didn't really have a well-balanced life. And it sort of took me um, some time after quitting that job to sort of reflect and revisit my true passions. And yes, now I'm yes. into it again. And I'm, nice. I'm still currently working. I work for a PR firm. Yes. But but I am actually going back into childhood education, which is what my true passion is. And I recently just came back from Finland, actually. Um, yes. Because the Finnish have one of the best education systems in the world. hmm so it's yeah, it's very current right now. To be honest, and I, I
0: saw I saw your journey in Finland, sharing some of the um uh, the meetings you go, the presentations and whatnot. It's really mm-hmm. interesting. And and would you be uh planning to, you know, sort of bring that idea here, one day in the future?
1: One hundred percent. I mean, one way or another, mm-hmm. I I still haven't finalize in what capacity i would do it in whether it's opening a school or whether it's mm-hmm. opening a teacher training center or even trying to get into the ministry to influence uh, policy i mean mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that you know i've i've been inspired to do but it's just about narrowing down what is actually needed for mm. malaysia
0: well well done well done farisa sakina Thank you. I love the idea. I really do. I, I love when it when it's for the people to use our, if we have the influence, to make the best use of it for other people to benefit from that too. And how does this motto in life has changed you as a person? How do you embrace yourself in this journey?
1: It took me quitting a very stressful job to mm-hmm. sort of come out of that shell and yeah just like reflect on what it is that really, really makes me wake up in the morning and makes me feel that sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, with with no I mean, with with respect to my last workplace, I had really, really great um, mentors. And, you know, it's a really, really great company as well. But I think it just wasn't fit with what I was actually good at. and even, even when I spoke to my boss clearly about how I was feeling and, you know, my intentions of going into something else, they were always very supportive. But for me, I can feel the changes in myself because I feel that I'm finally taking ownership of what I want and I feel empowered. You know, I I haven't had this feeling in a while where you know, I have sleepless nights because I have so many ideas and every morning that I wake up, I want to read more and I want to see what's going on in the rest of the world and speak to more people because I know that this is for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know it, right? When you have those dreams and then you think about it, you couldn't sleep and and and, and you just want to do it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And
1: um, the other thing, I felt that was worth mentioning is that sometimes it just takes a change of environment or even a change of social circle because when i went to finland i was obviously united with a lot of different people um it was from 27 different countries with the shared purpose
0: Mm. you know for
1: uh, to develop children and you know to reach out to underprivileged communities Mm -hmm. and just just from that inspiration, I actually wrote a children's book, which I hope mm. to publish. Mm. I hope to publish it this year, early this mm. year, first quarter of this year, inshallah.
0: Wow! wow. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Um, and may I ask, what is the book will be about it, um, briefly?
1: So the themes... Um, behind the book will Mm -hmm. be about children's mental health during the pandemic celebrating diversity and Mm. it's also going to depict all the beautiful sceneries in sabah because it's going to be a sabahan theme children's book yes
0: yes very nice very nice i'm looking forward to it i really do how long was the conference you attended in finland
1: it was one week
0: one week yeah Mm -hmm. okay I, I really saw you posted some pictures of the sky was there Aurora there too yeah you saw you saw
1: it yeah alhamdulillah it was wow. so
0: wonderful. so yeah. really, it's really it's really nice and I I saw you shared some of um what you the discussion you had the activities mm-hmm. it looks so much fun
1: yeah it was it was really really such a great opportunity I feel. Very grateful to have yeah. been there and I met a lot of lifelong friends as well.
0: Very well. Now in that journey and throughout this journey in life, in, in, in this motto as well, to live, laugh and love, um, what is your biggest challenge in life?
1: For me, I think I've always grown up in a very tightly knit family. And I'm the youngest girl of three siblings. So I have two older brothers. So I think I've always been seen as like the baby in the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think with that, it's a double-edged sword. Because whilst there is a lot of love and, of course, my parents are very nurturing and have always given me the best, Mm -hmm. I think there's another side to it where there are, constantly living in fear that i might not know what's best for me and they are always trying to impose on that and i'm (laughs) nearly turning 30 i mean i'm i'm 29 in september this year okay and sometimes it just feels like it's really difficult to express myself freely without causing some friction in the family because i feel like they've they've almost come up with um, their own idea of who I should be or what I should be doing. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't come from bad intent, of course. It's more to do like, I think with their experiences and knowing how society works, they are probably trying to guide me and advise me to be prepared as well as I can be, you know, for my future. But I guess for me, it's, about balancing what's really good for me Mm -hmm. and also trying to express that to my family without, you know, making anybody upset.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I so know what you mean. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I struggle with an identity crisis. And when I went to a mental um, uh, health uh, state that wasn't, you know, um, thrilling to them, they called me They call me to go to Tandong Rambutan and it wasn't funny Yeah.
1: <laughs> at the time, you know? And yeah. I'm
0: like, how do I express this? How do I tell them that it's, this is real? This is not something yeah. you can laugh about. I can laugh about it now, but I don't think I can at the time. But um, of course. you don't want to be rude to them at the same time because yeah. um, I was also at the time relying on them too. Yeah, Um, But deep down, I felt like, how do I do this? Like, how do I tell them, like, this is not me, or this is not something that I want to do? But of course, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm turning 37 this year. Mm -hmm. I remember being 18, and I remember being 29. Um, I thought at that age, at the time, I knew it all. Yeah. yeah, And then I, I think I went through an experience where I found myself to be, you know, life can turn itself around, but this yeah. it's, how you, it's how you make it. And I think from coming from you, um, I feel like I think it's, it's really, I think you know yourself well. You are very respectful. I think being respectful is very important too.
1: Of course.
0: And, and it would help you along the way as you, you know, uh, as yeah. you brave the storm. Yeah. Because life is challenging itself.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: And, you know, um, I'm proud to, to hear this coming from you. I really do. I feel like you're, you're telling me to remember myself too.
1: The best thing that we can do for each other is to be a network that we can lean on.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, a shoulder to lean on because sometimes I feel like it's it's easy to forget that there are actually people that you can talk to, and a lot of people that go through the same things that you do.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. What is your message to anyone who is struggling right now and dreams of being who they wish to be, hopefully to live a more meaningful and purposeful life? regardless of who they are, where they're from, um, you know, um, what the background is?
1: For me, I think reflection is very important to be able to sit with yourself and really, really look within and try to see your life in the future and try to try to look over the past as well and see what are those moments that really make you happy? And when are those moments that make you feel most empowered and just like yourself? Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, of course, there are a lot of people. I mean, I think I I'm speaking on behalf of, I guess a lot of Asian communities where I feel it is quite common to have this sort of identity crisis where you're trying to come into your own, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. it's kind of difficult to leave the house and, you also you know, want to have that, that good relationship with your family because, of course, it's not all that bad. I mean, if you have a family, that's already something to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it can be a struggle. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I think when you become confident about what is your purpose and what makes you happy mm-hmm. and if your family can see that or your loved ones can see that, I don't think they will have a problem with it in the long run. It might take some time to convince, but the thing is, you radiate your energy. If you are happy and people can see that, why why would they be against it? And if they are, you just have to make that choice for yourself. I mean, who mm-hmm. else is going to live your life for you?
0: Yeah. Well said. Well said. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we all <laughs> word. <laughs> I did the <did>, yeah. jam. <laughs> because you know, I had that choice to be with someone else. Yeah. And leave my family behind. I can hurt. I mean, they would accept my my parents would accept it. But my yeah. my my relatives probably they love me too, but they probably won't accept it and will be the the ones that you know telling my parents, hey, why you didn't let them do that, whatever. But I had the choice, but I cannot sacrifice my family. So, so <laughs> to You know, if I if I but I have to live my life too. You know, I also yeah. have, I also have to be happy, but because if I need to make other people happy. Where does make you stand?
1: Of course, exactly. Then? Yeah.
0: What are your words or wisdom you hold on to to make a difference in life?
1: I think for me, as much as I really encourage self-love and doing that inner work, I think it's also really important to learn empathy and to see Mm -hmm. different things from different lenses like for example for me growing up and I feel like this is a very common issue as well Mm -hmm. I may have had more difficult relationships with some of my family members Mm -hmm. but I think with maturity experience and communication you start to understand why people are the way they are and Mm -hmm more often enough, you actually come to realize that, you know, these people love you and they always have good intentions, but it's yeah. just that there is some miscommunication because there's a lack of empathy, empathy mutually, you mm-hmm. know, not just from one side, but I think, you know, if you can find a way to communicate to others how you feel, that is not so aggressive and confrontational, you know, it, it just it just provides an environment where you might get the same in return, but at the same time, you can't expect it because yeah. you might, you might get disappointed.
0: Mm, true but, that.
1: but for me, I think it's about doing what you can to take ownership of your life and to just keep moving forwards because sometimes the future can be overwhelming. Like you want to accomplish so many things. You want to be this person, but you know, just taking the smallest step day by day really, really helps. Because if you think about 10 things, it's it's impossible to accomplish in one day. But you can take yeah. that one step that brings you a little bit closer. And then over time, the less you think about doing something and the more you actually just say yes, take a chance and just do it. You yeah. know, it's it's yeah. so much easier and you just keep moving on and on. And okay. for me... The other thing is also the grass is always greener on the other side. You know, the, mm-hmm. as as humans, I feel like, as, as I said, it's, it's in our nature. I mean, in this generation, especially to, you know, forget our blessings and think about what we don't have and think about the future. And, you know, we're all in this rat race where we're in this constant pursuit of happiness and we might feel disappointed because we can never f- we can never reach that you know final level of contentment where you say okay i don't want anything more
0: because mm-hmm. one
1: moment you might say that and then the next moment everything changes again
0: yes yes yeah you know
1: life life is so temperamental so for me it's also mm-hmm. about going with the flow and you know letting yourself be
0: True, true. I need to, I need to, I need to let go of that idea of myself wanting to be, wanting to be, okay, the Prince Martin, for example. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That would never happen, right? And I have so many years to live, and I, oh God, or maybe being being Henry Golding or Michelle Obama or, or Lady Gaga. There's something I will never be, but And I'm sitting here in this little town with like nobody. But, but here we
1: no, are having I, such a we're having a delightful conversation, and I made you yes. laugh. So that's a great thing. That's a great thing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: god! Oh my god! I need to let You're go so of that. You're so Let go of that, but your secret you know, is safe it... with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> but, but but I wonder if I can let it go. Do you think anyone can let it go for something that that you know? I. Some of the question I ask is really about the questions to me, you know, because if people like you, if people like some of the people that I've spoken to on my podcast can answer that for me, it really helps me to understand myself. Like, you know, you're right. You be see the blessings. And they, of course, we as humans see the grass uh, is always greener on the other side. I see London is greener, of course. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but when you live not there... Always. of course, not it, Yeah, not always, right? Like yeah. America. We see America so green. and like, wow, the house like that, like that. But when I was living there, of course, it's a good life. It's the American dream. But the taxes are so high. The hospitalization yeah. is super expensive.
1: Yeah. They're
0: like eating you alive. And if you don't do yeah. well, I don't know how they can make it. I really don't. That's why you got people like... Uh, Barack Obama talking about for the people because there's a lot of poor people over there.
1: Yeah, you know, it's
0: true, and um, they can't even afford healthcare. Yeah. So to so look true. back, to look back, you mentioned about to look on the bright side and be see the blessings, and you know, you remind me also like to be great, to be grateful for what I have today. Of course. And st- stop looking. I mean it's okay to want more in life. It's okay to of want course. comfort, to have a dream, yeah, and to have aspiration to who you want to be. But at the same time find that balance. I think that's the key, uh the key uh the keynote here is to find that balance, like you said.
1: Absolutely. To
0: know where you stand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. before we end the conversation what mm-hmm. are your hopes and dreams for yourself perhaps for the family for the world if any
1: if any <laughs> hopefully <laughs> no i don't have any more
0: ambitions <laughs> 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 Oh my god, we're laughing so good. <laughs> If any, because you you're living a dream. I think uh, to me oh, when, yeah. I, when I when I <laughs> when I look at you I'm like wow best new <laughs> Yeah, but I mean see best kan, sometimes. Uh-uh. Of course, of course. Uh, but
1: uh-uh. I mean we all we all guilty of that anyways. Yeah, yeah. But my hopes and dreams, honestly, for me, it circles back to children. And yeah, yeah. for me, I'm, I'm a really proud Sabahan. I mean, it's really something that's big, big part of my identity. And I see that, you know, a lot of children don't have access to good basic education. And I, I really hope that in one way or another, I can make a positive impact. Whether it's through being an advisory role to the Ministry of Education, maybe, or whether it's really going into the onto the ground to be a teacher itself, or how you know they could do things differently, or you know, this this, this new concept of green schools, forest schools. Um, I think it's quite famous in Bali now, and just looking at the nature that we have in Saba, which we have so much of, and it's so so beautiful. I feel like we can have a lot of these green schools and I would love to change the mindset because I feel like education in an Asian community has always been very results oriented. And I I think the energy is coming down from us adults as well because our our society is becoming mm-hmm. a lot more competitive, you know mm-hmm. it's no longer about A-stars that like you have to have extra subjects and you know a masters is already the minimum and then when you go into the corporate world it's like it's never ending and mm-hmm. of course as parents you only want to equip your children to be prepared for all these obstacles which are just increasing but I think a lot of the time the parents don't pause and think to see that their kids might have you know different strengths and if they didn't spend so much time trying to impose on their kids maybe their kids could flourish in their own ways because I feel like all all children are different and everybody will have their different strengths and rather than trying to make children conform and strip them of their creativity so early on because I can see this even in parents they are so obsessed with like what school is your child going to and you know are they reading yet are they writing yet and you know these are like I'm talking about little kids like my target group is age two to seven years old and for me these are the tender years and actually not many people know this but these are the years that your brain are being wired your brain Mm. is being wired sorry and a lot of your adult decisions and the way your life goes actually goes back to these seven years and you know how confident you felt about yourself how how loved you felt and you know how connected you felt with the environment with your friends with your family were you well nourished everything comes into play here so for me i would really really like to be able to influence the way that parents bring up yeah. their kids or so even teachers you know because I, I feel yeah. like we we often don't give enough trust and respect to these little human beings because they're very smart you know i mean yeah, they, have right. natu- yeah. they have natural abilities to learn and if we don't try to impose so much we can actually see that you know, they they can lead the way. We don't need to mm-hmm. show them. Yeah. They lead yeah. the way. We guide them.
0: Yes. Yes. And I let my son to mm-hmm. learn all the languages he wants. Yeah. That's you know, that's so, interesting. Yeah. He likes it, and I I, I don't force him into anything, but I put him out there, and he wants to learn Spanish, Serbian, Russian, wow. uh, English, Malay, and he masters all that. That's amazing <laughs> I'm like, And it's just It's just You know He doesn't go to class Or anything for that It's just he, his interest Yeah his interest And I don't stop him From that You know
1: See that's like, That's so wonderful Oh,
0: uh, And I think I should celebrate that He doesn't like Okay Like jawi and stuff So much mm-hmm. Because it's limited also It's Yeah You know um, But He likes the alphabets He, he yeah. The more he finds out There's so many alphabets The more he digs deeper into it (laughs) So you are absolutely right About kids are actually Very smart And we need to respect them
1: Yeah, I mean They are humans too They have big Mm. feelings You know And they're experiencing A lot of new things For the first time And for me It's about Providing that Well-balanced community Mm. Where they can flourish
0: Good, good So,
1: So for me I mean, if you want to be more specific, like, I would love to just uplift the Sabahan youth.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, all the way yeah. from children
1: to the Sabahan youth. But, mm. I mean, whatever positive impact I can be, I hope that one day I can be a figure where, you know, kids feel inspired or they feel safe to come and talk to me and, you know, seek advice in whatever way that they can.
0: Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Well said, beautiful, Feriza Sakina. You are an inspiration to me. (laughs) You are an inspiration to me. I admire your ambitions, your hopes and dreams. I wish you all the best in all that you do. I'm sure you'll be very successful. And buy my um, book, please. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Buy your book is coming out Click on the link. this year. <laughs> oh uh, people in the Subscribe. studio, everyone get a book, everyone get a book, you get a book, you get a book. <laughs> yeah, the only problem is I'm not a
1: billionaire giving out things. Guess
0: what the case? <laughs> And I'm not Oprah Winfrey I cannot give them a book <laughs> I don't have audience in front of me uh, But I like to pretend It's okay It's our house and dreams There you go yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you for making me laugh I hope people find the light in this conversation Once again, thank you for Arisa Sakina. Thank you so much Thank you Thank you for listening to He. A new episode is available every Thursday. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at RafeReds1 and at He Podcast for all the updates and behind the scenes. Once again, thank you for listening to He with RafeReds1.